Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Well, hello, 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 everybody. This day, uh, glad to be coming at you. My name is Barry Miracle, and I am going to be your dream coach for the next 35 minutes or so. Anyway, um, we're on this series called The Power of Prayer. We're on part five. And last week, I did a lot about voice activation, and it comes from Luke chapter 3, um, no, sorry, Luke chapter 11, verse 3. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day. This is when we start our petitioning. So this is where I went last week was the whole petitioning part. And that when you're praying, you got to be saying, Jesus said, when you pray, say. And so it's really important to understand that everything is voice activated. But I just want to go over that a little bit more. I wanted to expand on last week's, the whole petitioning part and give us this day our daily bread. So after we've worshiped God, after we've said, hallowed be thy name, our father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven and manifesting the kingdom and calling forth Holy Spirit and, and speaking uh, into existence with God, partnering with God, being like God and creating things um, by the power of our words. You create the atmosphere by your speaking, by your praising. When you praise God, he begins to be enthroned upon the power of your praise. And I want to tell you, there's some creativity and there's some en enemies that are vanquished when Holy Spirit shows up, when the glory of the Father shows up. So, um, so like I said, I want to expand this whole petition part and, and give you a little un understanding of who God is in the midst of the, the um, petition part and, and what he wants to bring to you. And you need to understand that he wants to bless you more than you want to be blessed, but he's waiting for you to voice activate that so you because you are a gatekeeper he says lift up your head O ye gates and be lifted up you everlasting doors and then the king of glory will come in that's psalms chapter 24 verse 7. so um when we are are, are going before god we're not begging do you, do you hear that we're, we're, you're not going before god in a posture of begging he actually tells you to pray this way give us this day our daily bread there's a command being made um god is absolutely desiring to give you more than you than you want to be given to right so let's just make that uh, established really well right in the beginning but you need to know that every day is a different day this faith walk is a daily walk um we can't live in the past we can't be longing for the future we must live in the moment and he has more resources than you uh, could use in 10 lifetimes waiting to be called upon. But he has sat down. He has turned the family business over to us. And he said, over to us. And you need to know that it is your voice that is activating. It is your praise. It is your prayers. It is your petitioning. It is, it is you speaking. 
God created everything and holds it together by the power of his words. And this realm is voice activated. This realm pays attention and this realm moves and is manipulated by the power of faith words. So um, anyway, let me, let me just, I don't know if I've shared this on any of my podcasts yet, but God, God woke me up and I just want to tell you this. This is the this is God's part of the whole petition part. And you need to understand his resources. This, this guy, God, our God, our Lord and Savior, he, he's not limited. And he has more resources than you could, you could use, that never get used, and never have the capacity to bring into existence everything that you have the potential of bringing into this realm. God is more than enough. So anyway, uh, God woke me up early one morning around 4.30 and he said, get a pencil and a paper and a piece of paper. And I said, will my iPad do? And he said, paper and pen, paper and pencil. And I said, yes, sir. <laughs> he said, do not neglect the power of the presence. So I began to write down verbatim what he was saying. Do not neglect the power of the presence. Everybody is living for a moment or they're trying to recreate a moment, but I want you to live in the, the moment. He said, uh, he went on to say, if I could get, if I could find someone to be fully present in the present, if I could find somebody that could open up their eyes, their eyes and unstop their ears to perceive what I prepared for them every day, it would take a lifetime to harvest what I have prepared for them in one or two days. Did you hear that? It, it, it would take a lifetime to harvest what, if, if he could just get you to open up your eyes and see how abundant God is and that he is a God that is more than enough. This is one of my favorite scriptures, and you probably heard me speak on it or share on it at some time or another. Ephesians chapter 2 in the AMPC translation says, For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do the, those good works which, he, which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, to, for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life. Somebody say the good life. Living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. John 10, 10 says that the thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I, Jesus, came to give life and life much more abundant. God is all about abundance. God is a God that is more than enough. He can be efficient, but he chooses to be overwhelmingly effective. If you read my book, Wake Up in Your Dream, somewhere in the beginning of the chapters, I explain to everybody that there the the backyard of God <laughs> is way more than we could ever view I don't it, it's just huge so there there are 31 point and this is how I prove how big God's universe is in, in expanding a moment by moment every moment of our lives. 
So there are 31.5 million seconds in a year. So in the first year of time space and time and space, the multiverse expanded to um, five billion, no, five trillion eight hundred and sixty-seven a bit six trillion. I'll just say six trillion. <laughs> five point eight trillion. Uh, how how many people know that eternity will have no population sustainability issues lol <laughs> but when you multiply 5782 years times uh 6 trillion you get a number that says god is a god that is more than enough by the way the number that is uh, the approximate size of the multiverse right now in 5782 is a number 3.3 plus over 16 zeros about 16 zeros on top of that there's there's um it's huge and so because when god said light be light began to invade darkness at 186,282 miles per second and has been doing that for over 5782 years so that's how i come up with that number this, this I'm, what am i saying to you that God is more than enough. There, there is, he has more resources. He creates things by, by speaking them into existence. And, and he is a God that is able to supply your needs. You can run boldly into the throne room of grace and obtain grace in your time of need. And so the Bible says that we have not because we ask not. And we need to ask God to give us our daily bread every day every day because last week i told you that this is a da, 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 da daily thing and we need to be asking the lord god for the bread of life we need to be asking god for the children's bread that jesus is the, the the bread he is the word of god he is the bread of life and and proverbs chapter 25 2 says it is the glory of god to conceal a matter but it's the glory of a king to search out the matter the hebrew word for matter there is the bar it's spelled d-a-v-a-r but pronounced the bar which means a spoken word it's God's glory to hide a spoken word in you. And it's your job to dig that spoken out, that word, and, and speak it out into this realm and create with God the things that you need. You need to speak them forth. In Isaiah 48, 6 and 7, it says, You have heard, see all this, and you will not declare it. I have made you hear new things from this time, even hidden things, and you did not know them. They, they are created now and not from the beginning. God wants to partner with you and create some things that have never been. You need. You came into this realm with secrets. You came into this realm with mysteries. You came into this realm with resources from the source of all that need to be spoken. And you can inquire of the Lord and you can have things revealed to you and you need to speak them out into this realm. Amen. So I just wanted to just add on and expand to uh, um, last week's uh, podcast about voice activation. You need to know that God has the resources for you and that life in the kingdom is not a pie chart so if i get a piece of the pie doesn't mean that you cannot now have a piece of pie because everybody took all the pie no the kingdom of god is limitless 
in, in your obedience, on your in your sphere of influence, ministering in your metron of ministry, you have limitless resources waiting for you to be voice activated. Amen? Okay, hopefully that made you a little exciting. excited. So here we are. We're on the place called repentance. So how, how the Lord's Prayer goes in Luke chapter 11 goes, our Father who art in heaven. Actually, let's just begin at the beginning. They, Jesus was teaching his disciples how to pray. And he, sa and he says, pray this way. When you pray, say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. That's the worship time. That's the worship part. That's the time that you begin to glorify him and release the glory of the Father into this realm. And through the power of your praise, uh, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's that's that calling forth the manifestation of the, of the kingdom. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, making earth just like heaven by the, by your, uh, your, your declaration and, and calling forth for the kingdom to come. And then you get to the place, give us this day our daily bread. It is, it is not a begging, it's, a, it's a, a command, and it is a speaking forth, and it's an asking forthright. God says, to, God says in his Bible, uh, uh, command my hand into this. And he says, I put my word above my name, so I, I am where you can find where it is written, you can call it forth and, and possess it now, okay? And then... All of that happens. And then we get to Luke chapter uh, chapter 11, verse 4, and it says, Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And, and um, so, in another translation says, Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So here we are. We're well into our prayer time. We've praised him. We've glorified him. We, we, we've asked for the kingdom to come. And we're now we're just beginning to repent. That's significant. And you need to pay attention to that. Repentance, metaneo, uh, uh, it, changing the way you think. Repentance is really important. Repentance is turning, doing a 180 and going back up on. When you repent, you return and pent, go back up on top. When you do what the prodigal did, the, the prodigal, uh, the prodigal son that wasted a third of his father's kingdom uh, uh, by, by, you know, the inheritance, third of the inheritance. He went in, in, in apparently, according to the elder brother, he spent it on wine, women, and, and just debauchery and ended up in a pig pen trying to eat the pig's food, but he couldn't, he couldn't even get at the pig's food. So he was dying. He was starving. He was living with pigs as a Jewish boy. Not a good sight at all to be seen. And he certainly wouldn't want anybody back home seeing him like that. And he's, so he's fighting pigs for food. And, he, and then he just, it, he has an aha moment. In the midst of the glory, in the midst of the praise, in the midst of the worship, in the midst of, of you glorifying God, you can, you can begin to remember, be put back together. That's what repentance is. It's remembering you, putting you back together to the original intent. He remembered that his father's servants had a bet better than he has it right now. So the Bible says that he turned and went back to his father. He came to himself. You can come to yourself 
after you've glorified Father. Do not begin your time. I know sometimes, and I've been there before, where you've blown it and you feel terrible and you don't know what to do. And you say, oh, Dad, I'm so sorry, so sorry, so sorry, so sorry. So sorry. <laughs> but that's, that's the, and he hears that. Don't get me wrong. If you have to do that, you got to do that. But I want to tell you, you need to understand He's not upset with you. He's not impressed with your sin. He's not impressed. It doesn't scare him. He's not concerned because he's already paid the price for your free. All you have to do is turn and go back up. You need to understand that God is bigger than your sin. And the blood of Jesus Christ is greater than your sin. And there was the ultimate price paid for. But you will begin to remember who you are if you will just go through the Lord's Prayer methodically and go and praise Him, worship Him, call forth His kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven and, and, and ask Him. You're asking Him. The crazy thing here is that Jesus is teaching us how to pray and we're actually petitioning for stuff when we still have this in the back of our mind or it's nagging on us that we need to ask for forgiveness. You, you know, it's asking for forgiveness is great and releasing forgiveness is great. It's really what he wants you to do is let him purge away and displace the, the condemnation and the shame. And so that you, you, by this time, you should be in a right state of mind where you can actually begin to change the way you think because that's what repentance is, is when you repent, it's changing the way you think and then changing the direction of your life and going back up on top. Amen? Okay, so like I said, God knows that you sinned. Not only is he not impressed, he's not depressed either. By worshiping him and glorifying his name and calling the manifestation of the kingdom has actually released the grace of God, the power of God, to truly repent. So we started off um, this segment asking for God to forgive our sins. So that this this is, you know, where we're at right now. The areas where we've missed the mark. We went off track. We judged somebody. We 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 are taking care of the sins of commission, the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, the pride of life, judgments we've made, missing the mark, yada, 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 yada. You could fill in the blanks. However you, you're doing. It, but you need to understand 1 John 1, 9 says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. This is a promise. And, it, and if you will learn the word of God. If you'll take some, some points from these podcasts and you apply them to your life, you're going to live a, a much less weightier life in, in the weightiness of the sin, the, the, these sins that so easily beset you. You can run boldly into the throne room of grace and you can obtain mercy and grace and forgiveness and purified from all unrighteousness. But he gives us a, a wee bit of a contingency. He says that we've got to forgive people. So not only, so we, we say, Father, forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And that's really, you can find that in, in Mark 11, which is another place where he, he 
the synoptic gospels and how that um, the different gospels have have uh, similar wordings for um, the different things that Jesus said and taught us. So here in Mark eleven twenty six, he's teaching on prayer as well here. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father who is in heaven forgive you for your trans, uh, trans, transgression. Sorry. So we forgive as we are forgiven. So we we are as sorry as we are forgiven. So we forgive. Uh, because we're forgiven, we can forgive. The, the Lord empowers us and gives us the grace through the worship, through the praise, through the calling forth of the kingdom. And now we're at a place where we can actually walk in a forgiveness and then be empowered to also forgive all those that have said all manner of evil against us and despitefully tried to use us. So this is what the kingdom of God is all about. Uh, the kingdom of God, we, you must understand that um, our righteousness, Jesus said, must far uh, exceed the the righteousness of the Pharisees. If if we don't, we don't have part in the kingdom. The the Pharisees actually still believed in an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. If so, so if somebody does something wrong to you, then you have every right to do the same back to you. But Jesus shows up and says not only that you can't react to those that are doing all manner of evil against you, but you got to forgive them. And to make things even worse, he says, you got to bless them. So here's the deal. This is impossible. And that's why in, in, he has us manifesting the grace upon our lives so that we can do the impossible. It's impossible to love people who despise you and curse you. It's impossible to love the unlovable. God knew that, and that's why he's taught us to pray the way he has. Amen? And, and that's why he has us praise him so we can manifest him, so we're empowered by him to do the impossible. And this is how Tammy and I do it almost every morning. We, we usually start out by pleading the blood of Jesus Christ over our lives and, and as a legal right to enter boldly into the throne room of grace. And we begin to ask the Father to forgive us of our sins and ask him for further grace to confess our sins to each other and truly repent, and which means to change the, our mind completely and, and, go, and turn and go back up to where we should be. Uh, we mention our sins of commission and our sins of omission. The sins of commission, like I said, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life, things we said wrong, thought wrong, displayed wrong, any of those things. But then there's a sin of omission. There are areas in your life where you are missing the mark, where you are doing things because of trauma, because of abuse, because of past hurts and wounds and betrayal and different things. And, and because of that, you are actually doing things that you don't even know you're missing the mark, but you're missing the mark. So I, I add in here, Father God, forgive me for the sins of omission, the areas where I'm, will you give me a grace today to, that I can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I'm not missing the mark and that you will give me a grace to repent for those sins that I don't even know that I'm committing. But because of trauma, 
there's like the enemy comes and is able to jerk the the rug out from underneath me and i'm about to leap into another um echelon of influence and all of a sudden there's a button that's pushed and you miss the mark and you go back around and you and, and you begin to operate in that hereditary curse again that that's a sin of omission and if you've heard me speak on here you may have heard me say this but i i remember the time when we were praying through this and um and and i was asking father god we just give us a grace to repent for the sins of omission and all of a sudden he says to me just just boom he says you have a survival mentality i said what this is a this is something that you need to deal with barry you have a survival mentality you need to repent for your survival mentality and ask me for an abundant mentality I'm t as soon as he said that i said to tammy this is what the lord says we need to repent for this and i didn't even know i had a survival mentality and i and i've, I've mentioned this on, on an earlier podcast i'm not going to go deep into it you can go back and and listen to it again but uh soon as soon as we repented from that survival mentality like we could just get barely, you know, uh, we were getting by, but we didn't have that abundant mindset. I'm telling you, as soon as we got rid of that mentality and we said, Father God, forgive us for that. And we break off the hereditary curses and ask us to heal us in those areas that, that caused us to have that poverty mindset and survival uh, uh, mindset. As soon as we did and, and then asked for an abundant mindset, we never went from paycheck to paycheck. We've always walked in abundance from that day to this day. Isn't that amazing? And God was able to restore and, uh, and we're growing and, and, and being more fruitful and more fruitful all the time, uh, more affluence and definitely more influence as well. So anyway, that that's... Uh, you know something that i hopefully will help you guys so anyway i got i got about five five to ten more minutes and i need to finish off this part on repentance it's really essential that i get to this other really secret weapon i'm going to release to you okay so after we finish repenting we then turn right to those that are sinning against us and we start by totally and completely with great generosity returning good for evil we actually say to the father that we know that we are more than conquerors and that you said that if uh, you would bless those that bless us and curse those that curse us so we say father we pray for the people who are saying all manner of evil against us and all those that are in alignment with the the accusers of the brethren all those that are cursing us because of hurts wounds pains envy jealousy all those that who either indirectly or on purpose speaking incantations or spells against us. We're asking you, Lord, that you would not hold this against them, but rather you would bless them. You would forgive them because seriously, they have no idea what they're doing. They have no idea that they're cursing themselves up to the fourth generation. And Father God, we're asking that you would for. for you would bless them as we forgive them. But we're asking right now, Father God, that you would give them a great grace. We bless them with a great grace to repent. And, and we do that. And so, but this is also true. Uh, I was born at night, but it wasn't last night. <laughs> so we don't leave the curses there. We don't leave, uh, just leave it there where we're just blessing those that are, that are, 
cursing us and saying, oh man, are the evil against us and, and praying for them and forgiving them. But we, we right away begin to plead the blood of Jesus Christ against the curse words. We begin to uh, take authority over the incantations, the spells, the accusations. We, we begin to come against, with the blood of Jesus Christ, these lies and these curses, and we command them to come down. And then we plead the blood of Jesus Christ against every familiar spirit trying to distribute to us a destiny that is contrary to God's dream for our lives. And this is what the Lord told me one day. He said, Barry, you, you know how I, I taught you that when you speak my word, when you speak my word to me, it will not return to me void, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I send it. And I've also shared with you, Barry, that when you speak your word back to me, that you actually are creating accessibility for the angelic realm to come into your life because I will send my angels to accomplish my word. He says, Barry, you know how I taught you that. And I showed you in the word and you pray that way. I said, yes, sir. And he says, uh, you need to understand that when people are cursing you, they're actually causing targets for the demonic realm to come and try to accomplish those curse words. And so we, every once in a while, we, you have to take authority and we do it on a daily basis where we take authority over the spirit of accusation, the spirit of strife, the spirit of envy, the spirit of jealousy. Jealousy is one of the most hideous uh, demonic forces on the planet because they say that that spirit is like, you do not deserve it. I deserve it. It, it is mine. And they put claims and counterclaims on your stuff. And they, they begin to contain and, and control and, and, and stop up and delay and, and, and try to deny you from receiving the blessings of the Lord. So you, you need to take authority over those demons. A demon is, uh, is uh, the Greek word for demon is deo. The root of the word demon is deo, which means destiny distributor. The job of the enemy is to distribute to you a destiny that is contrary to the God's dream for your life and your purpose. Demons are trying to distribute to you a destiny according to the proclivities of your flesh, according to the failures of your past, according to hereditary sins of your forefathers, and they're trying to distribute these, these things, these curses to you, and it's your job to say no in the mighty name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ against those curses, and I command them to come down those curses, and I, and I bind those spirits right now in Jesus' name, and I command them to come down in Jesus' mighty name. And then I begin to call on the greater grace of God because of the evil of the day. Do not let one day go by where you are not, where you are not um, calling in the greater grace of God. The enemy is trying to steal, kill, and destroy. And you need to know every time you're facing a, a dark night of the soul, you're facing a valley experience, or you're facing a tribulation or a trial or, or, or um, whatever, bear, lion, mountain, giant, whatever you're facing, the, that darkness, you need to make sure that there's a, a payday for every pain 
that you're going through. There needs to be a payday for every problem you're facing. And the best treasures are hidden in the darkest places. So you need to call on that greater grace of God to come into your life because of the evil of the day. You need to understand. God said, he says, sufficient is the evil of the day. What does that mean? What it means is every day you enter into the kingdom through tribulation. Every day the enemy is trying to steal, kill, and destroy. And so that means every day God is going to come in with a greater grace. It's the way he deals with it. And you need to understand this. And you need to operate in this. So here we are. I'm at the end of the Lord's Prayer. And I'm going to get into a, a few other areas on prayer next week. And we're going to finish off this series on prayer. But here we are. This, this is the Lord's Prayer, and this is how powerful it is. And it takes you about an hour to do everything that, that I said to do. You don't have an hour, you can shorten it. But don't miss out praising your God. It sets the atmosphere for your day, and you begin to put on the glory of God. You begin to be clothed with the Lord Jesus Christ. So start your day. You got to say things. You got to manifest things. You got to call things forth. You got to call forth the, the Lord drove you. You say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Learn the Lord's Prayer. Write it out. Do whatever you got to do and let him expand on it. I gave you the way that we do it. My way is not perfect. My way works for us. But find out your own way of praying, but use the template. Don't recreate the wheel. Jesus, it our lives are Christo or Christocentric. It's all about Jesus. So guess what? When he teaches you how to pray, do it his way. Don't try to figure some better way out. You're not going to get a better way than Luke chapter 11, uh, chapter 11 verses 1 through 4. And, and then I'm going to get into the, the, the power and demonstration and the, the passion of prayer and, and ask, seek, and knock. Uh, I'm going to get into that. But, but the template is right there. 1 through 4. Learn it, then expand it and allow God to fortify you and cleanse you and set you up for victory every day do it in the do it in the morning i know some people say i like to pray at night pray at night but pray in the morning too i pray at night i go through a confession um uh and i i call it my my nighttime um declaration and where i'm taking care of things just before i go to bed and ask him to minister to me in my dream life and when i'm sleeping uh, but i can share that with you another time but here we are this is this is essential. These things keep you in communication. These maintain your relationship with the Lord. Maintenance is happening every day when you learn how to pray. This is Barry Miracle signing off for now until next week. And, and if you have a few moments, go to my website at www.barrymiracle.ca or www.wakeupintoyourdream.com and make a comment. You can sow a seed. You can use all the resources. I have tons of resources on there, and uh, we can just connect there. We'd love to hear. Make some comment on your podcast carrier and give me some five stars. You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, love you guys, and until next week, Barry Miracle, your dream coach.
Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.